passing Live this life But son, we don't see shit She caught my eye Man, make my wife I know she wanna be saved She sending a time Have a good night Welcome back, everyone, to a new week of Inside the Dome. I am John Dodaro. I am joined with Carlin Jacob today. And Carlin, this episode was originally going to be a fun one because we were just going to talk about the Broncos and Bears game. That was definitely a game that happened this Sunday and a game I think many people were excited for. And honestly, in my opinion, it should have been prime time, and honestly, with the way the game went, it should have been prime time. But that was going to be the only topic. But something else happened today. Care to tell everybody what happened today? Yeah, Taylor Swift is out of attendance for the New York Jets. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, yeah real quick. Yeah, that's happening right now as we record this, too. Yeah. So if we react to anything, you know why. Also, shout out to Aiden for the amazing intro, and John. Yes. Happy October. Happy October, too. And tomorrow, we got a very special, very special episode coming out. Uh, so make sure you go follow the Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, slash X, Facebook, whatever, to hear what that special announcement is, because John and I are very excited to do it. And it will be the start of the new series tomorrow. Uh, all that will be found out. You'll hear about that. So stay tuned tomorrow, Tuesday, October the 3rd for y'all. Anyways, Steelers and the Texans play today. There you I'm go. not saying this should have been an easy win for the Steelers whatsoever. Because let's be honest, the way this team's been playing, it was never going to be an easy win. It was an easy loss for the Steelers, though, losing 30-6. to six. Taylor Swift is on the screen for you. <laughs> oh, man. But anyways, yeah, 30-6. to six, And this team looked absolutely horrible. Um, let's start with the Texans' offense and the Steelers' defense, and then we'll switch. Um, also, there will be no break in this episode and after we're done talking about Steelers and Texans we are going to talk about probably the best worst game this week which honestly I thought it was it was it was honestly like for as much as many people were crapping on this game it was a good game it was a very good game it was a very good game from what I saw in red zone but anyways let's talk about this CJ Stratwood 16 for 30 306 yards two touchdowns and he almost rushed for a touchdown Though they never gave it to him. Damian Perry Damian Pierce. Wow. Uh twenty-four carries, eighty-one yards, Nico Collins, seven receptions, 168 yards, two touchdowns. The Steelers defense, I have no idea what their stats were, but I can tell you it was pretty darn awful. See, with the Steelers defense, TJ Watt was quiet the whole time. Minka did nothing. Uh, Patrick Peterson did nothing. Levi Wallace played absolutely horrible. This Actually, defense. Do you want to know what uh, Patrick Peterson did? He got burned. That's what he did. Not to cut you off, but I had to mention that. Hey, one he, of the final plays. One of the final plays but of the game. This defense was uh, basically nothing. 
we probably would have been better off leaving our defense off the field at some points. I mean, Grant, they did do a couple punts here and there, uh, but no sacks were recorded for the Steelers, which is very unrare. But TJ, TJ has six sacks. Did you hear what happened during the Chargers game? Yeah, we'll mention it uh, in Wednesday's episode, but Khalil Mack, six sacks from him. I mean, ties the overall record in a game. Yeah, when, I, when I'm done uh, doing this, I'll go on fantasy and see how many points he got because I have the special fantasy defensive player because I'm kind of curious. I'm sure they a lot of people are curious. But, uh, yeah, this dealer's defense didn't look that good. The Texans' offense looked phenomenal. Honestly, like, I feel like we all crapped on the Texans this year for how bad they were going to be. But you beat the Jags. with The Jags are the Jags, you know. You beat the sorry Steelers. So we'll see. They're two and two. We're two and two. But that offense for the Texans looked great. CJ Shell played good, good ball. Um, see, those defense was basically nothing. Uh, John, what were your thoughts? Um, essentially, just talking about the Texans' offense, or just the Texans in general, and the Steelers' defense. Uh, I guess I got to shout out somebody on the Houston side. Former Steelers' corner Stephen Nelson had a pick on Kenny Pickett. So a little shout out to him, but Texans defense played very well. I mean, the Steelers offense, uh, we're going to get to that very soon. The Texans defense did everything it had to do. Uh, it stopped the pass, which was very good. And yeah, Texans defense was great. Offense, though, CJ Stroud, I mean, I think offensive rookie of the year right now. I mean, if Richardson didn't miss that game, I think he'd be up there too. But I would say it's between CJ Stroud and Puka Nakua right now for offensive rookie of the year. I guess you could put in Richardson as well, but Stroud has just been incredible. Like he's been consistent. He threw for another game with over 300 passing yards. It's probably more than uh, Justin Fields at this point and two touchdowns, no interceptions, didn't get sacked once. They got the ball out quick. He is a very underrated receiving group too. Nico Collins, I think is a great receiver, had a fantastic game. Uh, if you started him in fantasy, good job. Also, there most likely won't be a fantasy football episode this week. We're doing a little shorter week in general. So check the Instagram and Twitter slash X for a fantasy post because we will probably not be doing an episode. But anyway, he did, they have a good receiving group. Robert Woods, John Mechie, Tank Dell, the rookie. I really like what they got on Houston. And like we said, they beat Jacksonville and they beat... The Steelers, two tough wins in good fashion, too. People were going to write off the Texans this season. They don't have a first-round pick. But this Houston Texans team, I think, can compete for the division. I wouldn't say anything farther yet because I think they got to play a better team than the Steelers, and I can't believe I'm saying that now. But this Texans team can compete for the division. I will say that. I think C.J. Shroud is having a great rookie season, and I am very excited see what they do going forward but before we get to the offense i'll say my thoughts about the defense it was quiet it really was um no sacks in this texans team we're missing a lot of key players on that offensive line no laramie tunsil no Kenyon green first round pick there i mean the o-line was banged up this was the fourth time they changed up their o-line this season and no sacks from Watt, Highsmith, Marvin Leal, Keanu Bennon, no sacks at all. 
And it was just sad. It really was. They did better in the second half till the fourth quarter. But it was just sad. It really was. They couldn't get to the quarterback. Uh, the secondary, aside from Minka, who had 11 till tackles, it's been very inconsistent. I should say Levi Wallace, you know, all the times I've seen him get burned. So is Patrick Peterson. I think we need to see more Joey Porter at this point. I think Peterson's more of a ball hawk, but that's also very risky. Same with Wallace in a way. So two ball hawks as your starting corners is not ideal. While I think Joey Porter has the potential to be a lockdown corner. But yeah, the defense was just sad. But I don't think the defense is the story of this game, Carlin. I think it is the offense. And I will say this, the time we're recording this Sunday evening, the last thing I heard with Pickett is that he's getting an MRI and it could be a sprained MCL. Not confirmed. That's just what they're thinking. And that would be best case scenario so he can return this season. Obviously, if it was an ACL or something, that would be devastating. But real quick before I ask you your thoughts. I will say good old Dan Smith's thoughts about the Steelers. He and I were Danny D. angry. Yeah, good old Dan Come Smith. Back. Uh, Come back. We'll get him back one day. We, we're getting uh, him back. Don't worry. We're trying. We're trying, but he's busy. But his three thoughts, he and I like texting back and forth during Steelers games, uh, specifically our frustrations. We both hate Matt Canada, but he said I'm dead ass at a loss for words, and we explicitly suck. And very disappointed, he said. And he mentioned a point. Uh, the Steelers reporter tweeted out that Tomlin said changes will definitely be made. So, Carlin, I will ask you, what changes do you think should be made? to the Steelers they, offense. They need to fire Matt Canada. Before I get into this, I promised uh, Khalil Mack had 14 points on fantasy, which is a lot for a defensive player. Second off, uh, I wonder how many times we're going to show Taylor Swift on Sunday Night Football. I like I'm going to say at least, I want to say the line's at least six and a half. So only was, six times they show her? No, like I'd, the line. I'd go, I'd go like, if it, of how many times they show her during the game, I'd say like 15. I'd say 12, yeah. But anyways, let's talk Steelers. about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's talk about football. Let's go to Steelers. Um, yeah, Kenny Pickett, I have no idea what to do with him. Same thing with Matt Canada. My dad and I were talking about this. I would love to see Kenny with a good offensive coordinator. It's no secret that Matt Canada is horrible. I think Matt Canada knows he is horrible. Truly. Um, I made a TikTok about this day, and John saw the TikTok as I was scrolling through all, everything as I do. That's my stat thing. Uh, the fourth and one play, where we ran it, we ran it, we ran it, and Matt Canada decides to call a throw. I'm not a hate on the fourth and one throw. I'm really not. But the fourth and one throw where Kenny turns to the left and y'all decide to not block or whatever Canada's exact play call was, was absolutely horrible. And which led him going down and getting hurt. 
my gosh, I, I I can't I cannot watch any Chiefs games at all this year. It's gonna be way too annoying. I swear. don't look at it. I know. Um, but yeah. Anyways, yeah, that fourth and one was absolutely horrible. It led to Kenny getting hurt. Now we have no idea what our status of our quarterback is. But also, is it going to change what would happen? You know, like. I'm not saying I hate Kenny. I really like Kenny. I enjoy having Kenny on our team. I think he's great. But he hasn't just played up to the hype that he's been, especially this preseason, you know? I think you can fully agree with me. So next week, I will be at the Ravens game. Oof. You know what happened last time we played the Ravens? What happened? Mitch Trubisky played. Not the last time at yeah. home, you mean? Yeah, at home. Sorry. Okay. Three interceptions. Man, I was at that game. That was a horrible game. So I'm hoping Mitch doesn't start again, but I mean, we'll see. I don't great have fantastic faith in Mitch, but I don't know. We'll see. I hope Kenny comes back. I hope this offense can find their grooves. George Pickens is not happy. You lose Muth. You lost Dan Moore, which honestly, Project played a lot better. From what um, I, yeah. From what I saw, I don't really pay yeah. attention too much. You gave um, him a sack. I think I saw that. I mean, I don't think he's worse than Dan Moore. We'll go with yeah. that for being a rookie. Yeah. Um, the running game actually started good in the second half, and then it disappeared. Uh, Najee had. Uh, 14 carries for 71 yards, and it took a while for that to get happen. Jalen Warren, 8 yards, 29. I think the other issue I have, final thing I want to say about the offense, is Kenny not running the ball. Yeah. Kenny should run the ball more often. I'm not saying Kenny should scramble every play like Lamar Jackson does, you know? But I'm saying when Kenny does these rollouts... If nothing gets open immediately, just run it. That you have legs, just run it. I'm not saying like, you know, if you turn and you see a wide open dude, then yeah, obviously try to get it to him. But scramble, you have the legs, you're young. It doesn't even matter if you're like fast, as long as you can get a couple yards, you know, instead of taking a loss or not moving the ball, move two or three yards. I'd rather you move two or three yards and throw a pick or an incompletion, you know? Yeah. Oh, my. Um, This team. Where do I start with this team? I'm not going to lie. Um, First off, I think this is going to be pretty straightforward. I think you can agree with me. The Steelers will never win a Super Bowl with Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator. That is, I think, at this point, straight facts. Matt Canada will never be a part of this team making it to Super Bowl. I think they need... We're recording this Sunday, Sunday evening. I am hoping on Monday he is fired. Monday or Tuesday, I hope he is um, Actually, I want to talk about this and letting Matt Canada go. Um, I don't think they should let him go until after the Ravens game. Here's why. The Ravens game is a key essential game for the Steelers. If it was the Rams, the Jags, the Titans, the Packers, fire him. You know? But this is a division game. Steelers aren't 
out of it. The Ravens are three and one. The Browns are two and two. We're two and two. The Bengals are one and three. Anyone can still win this division. Anyone can make the playoffs. I say you keep him. I don't even care if we blow him out 70 to nothing. You still fire him at the end of the week. But don't change it up on Mitch, especially if Kenny says, uh, because think about it. Let's say Kenny's injury is two weeks. Kenny will return against the Rams game. You know? Yeah. So it's not going to change anything up. Just don't change it up on Mitch for Mitch to play one game. You know that what I mean? Tr- yeah, that is true because the Steelers by a week is week seven. So, I mean, they only have to do – wait, what week is it right now? It's week – We're on week four right now. Week four? Week six. Oh, week six there's by a week. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Yeah, I mean, you did bring up a good point there. I do think Matt Canada has to be fired. But if you want to wait until the bye week, you can do that. So, I mean, if he's got to play one – if he has to coordinate one more game against the Ravens, fine. But – I feel like we were saying that last year, too, with Matt Canada. During the bye week, we were like, let's fire Matt Canada here during the bye week. Let the Steelers' offense adjust without him. And now we're in that same exact position again, one year later. But but, but I think about it this way, right? If Matt Canada did better, like great on the back end of the season last year, fine. Even in going into this year, there was so much hype around this team. Like, okay, maybe, like, Kenny wanted to keep and Tomlin wanted to keep and, you know, let's give him another chance. But if we play this game every season, it's not a game that we are going to win a Super Bowl with. Yeah, I mean, I think even just to please the Steelers fan base at this point, you have to fire him. I really... Well, and the other thing is, it's not the Steelers way to fire him midseason. And I get it, you get a new offensive coordinator, but... You could get like Ben or something in. Like, my family's thrown around the idea of get Ben Roethlisberger. Granted, it's not a guy who um is in the. I mean, he played for the organization, but he's not an offensive coordinator job. But he knows how to play offense and read defenses. So I say he should do it. Um, yeah. but you need you'll need an intern uh, offensive coordinator for sure. So. They could get like Byron Leftwich, who has familiarity with the Steelers. That's exactly. another option. He was fired from Tampa Bay last season. But uh, Matt Canada, if he is the coordinator, let's say this for the whole rest of this season, I would just call it quits because at most, here's the thing with the Steelers team at most, I view them as having a winning record once again. I don't think they're as bad as last season, at least the start. I think last season they started worse. But, I mean, here's the thing. If they can have a positive record after last season starting like 2-7 and seven or something like that, they can easily have a p- positive season this year going 9-8 and eight at least. But this team is not going to go anywhere with Matt Canada as the coordinator. Uh, looking at the rest of the team, Pickett, Pickett has struggled. You could blame it on Canada. You can blame it on him. I think it's a big mixture of both. I don't think Kenny is entirely free from complaints. But, I mean, you do see what a good coordinator could do. Even look at the game we're going to talk about in a bit. Uh, Russell Wilson, who last season he had Nathaniel Hackett calling plays, and he was terrible. And now he has Sean Payton, and he's actually a decent quarterback, finally. And you could just see what play calling can do for a quarterback. 
honestly, and how much it could help quarterbacks. I mean, you have C.J. Stroud balling right now, and they got their guy from the 49ers, I believe. But, yeah, Pickett, though, I'm just hoping he can show improvement when Canada is gone. And I think it's possible. I I hate the whole thing with, like, oh, Kenny's comfortable with the system and all that, because but the system has sucked, and it's never improved. Yeah. It really has not improved ever since the Big Ben days. And you want to know what's funny? It's so bad when on the TV or like during the broadcast, they're showing Matt Canada constantly. Like, who does that for a coordinator in a press box? They're showing him constantly. And at the end of the game, they're showing all of our previous offensive coordinators from Bruce Arians to Todd Haley to Randy Feekner to Matt Canada. Like, it's that bad now where the broadcast is showing hot all take. of our past coordinators. What's your hot take? Matt Canada should not be up in that box. I'm not saying because he sucks at play calling, but think about it, right? If I'm a player on the offense, let's say I'm a 10-year vet, you know, and I'm a great quarterback, okay? You know? I'm not saying I won Super Bowls or anything, and my offensive coordinator is absolute dog crap. I would go up to the offensive coordinator and start screaming at him. <laughs> I think that's why he's up there. He's hiding. They do have a phone. I will say that. That they but, can call up to. Yeah, but Canada can hang up. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. You know? <laughs> Canada doesn't he, really can, have to listen to it. And he's trying to call up there and he's not picking up the phone. <laughs> Why you always lie? Yeah, no, but like he should not be up there. I don't think any offensive coordinator, defense coordinator should be up there. I don't even see the advantage of being up there. Okay, the advantage is that if I had to defend it, it's so they could see the whole field from like above. Like you got to admit, like sometimes when you sit up above, like at a hockey game or something, you get a better view of. No, you do. Yeah, but I mean, if you're a quarterback, you can see where everyone's at. But mm. I I wish he wasn't up there because he would have gotten his ear chewed out so many times. Oh, he would have. It, it reminds me of the one video where uh, the Steelers were celebrating when they beat Tampa Bay. And Matt Canada was like, yeah, let's go. And Chris Boswell goes, shut up. You did nothing. You did absolutely <laughs> nothing. Do you remember? Oh, I remember that. <laughs> oh, my. But. Last thing I'm going to say, because we do have another game to talk about, and I think we got our main complaints out of the way. Just some quick thoughts. I feel like any struggles with the receiving game comes through Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada, so there's nothing really to say there. But last thing with the running game, I feel like people got to stop blaming Najee and saying how Warren's so better. Yeah, Warren has his uh, speed, and he is a very good running back, but the majority of the time Najee's running, the blo- the O line blocking is terrible for him, and when Warren gets yes. a big run, there's a giant hole that he just goes through. So I feel like the Najee Harris disrespect is kind of sad, and he had a great game this week. But I mean, every time Najee tries to run, there's no blocks, and he's trying to fight through everything. While Warren, most of the time, uh, he just gets nice holes. So I don't really like the Najee disrespect, honestly. And I think both running backs are great for the team, but uh. Final thoughts from you about the Steelers before we move on. Say it with me. You ready? Fire Canada. Boom, 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 boom. Fire, Fire Canada. 
Oh my god. No, but I hate saying his name. The defense they needed to step up this game because they are the reason we won against the Browns and they are the reason we reason reason we won against the Raiders. Next week's gonna be a rough week. It's gonna be a division opponent. We have yet to win a one o'clock game too. True. Very true. We've only won two prime time and we only have four this season. Yeah. I have a feeling one of them's gonna get flexed out at this rate. So we'll see. Um but yeah, other than that, dealers need to play better. Hopefully Kenny Injury is not too serious because I trust Kenny way the Mitch right now. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I agree. And we'll talk about the Ravens and give our predictions for that Steelers-Ravens matchup in Wednesday's episode where we recap the rest of the games and give our predictions for week five. But another game happened, and this episode was supposed to only be about this game because we've been hyping it up. Last week, we really were. We were saying, I think even Jordan talked about in the fantasy episode, too. Uh, we were hyping up this game, game of the week. I mean, the Chiefs and Jets is happening right now, and I don't even think that game is as interesting as this game here. 0-3 Bears versus 0-3 Broncos, two of the arguably worst teams in the NFL, I would put them at the bottom two spots if I had to. I don't even know where I would rank the Broncos after winning this game because I thought this game, this game 31. had two. Yeah, this game could have went two ways. It could have been just an absolute shutout, no points. We made the joke of Justin Fields throwing two touchdowns, one of them being a normal one and a pick six. There was that joke. Or the other way I saw this game going was, I talked about in the fantasy episode, uh, it could have been an absolute blowout in a way. Both defenses sucked, and a lot of points were put up. We kind of got the second option in this game. A lot of points were put up. And the first half of this game, Justin Fields looked incredible. Four passing touchdowns. None on his legs. He only had four rushes for 25 yards, Justin Fields. I mean. I think this is more of a testament to how bad the Broncos defense really is. I think if Justin Fields could struggle against teams like the Bucks, the Chiefs, like if he, the Packers, like if he does so bad, like egregiously bad against those defenses, but looks utterly perfect against the Broncos defense, I think, I mean, obviously we have to see how he plays next week, but I think that just shows how terrible this Broncos defense is. And the Broncos defense has been terrible uh, this season so far. I mean, just the Dolphins game alone, 70-20, to 20, says it all right there about the Broncos defense. But it is bad. It really is. But this game flipped. And I don't think you or I were expecting this flip. The Bears were up 28-7 in the third. 28-7. The Broncos would win this game 31 to 28. Now, Russell Wilson is not having a bad season. This Broncos offense is actually not terrible, in my opinion. They need to get uh, the receiving, they got to get the receivers uh, some more work. Jerry Judy only having three catches is not ideal. Cortland Sutton only had three catches. Uh, the running game, Jaleel McLaughlin, rookie. Had a very good game, too. And he had a receiving touchdown as well. 
So he might be mentioned in the waiver wire pickups for fantasy football. But Russell Wilson has improved. That is the one good thing about Sean Payton is that Russell Wilson has improved under Sean Payton. Now, the defense under Vance Joseph, who many Broncos fans want fired, the defense continues to suck. But the Bears, though, crumbled. They are 0-4. Justin Fields would have a fumble and a pick to seal it off. The old Justin Fields. Carlin, what did you think about this game, this incredible, incredible game? The Bears, they folded, man. The Bears folded. Um, yeah, twenty-eight to seven. Justin Fields was like twenty-one for twenty-two or something at one point. He only threw yeah. one incompletion, and then he went twenty-eight for thirty-five, three hundred and thirty-five yards, four touchdowns. The only interception he threw was when it mattered most. Uh, Russell Wilson, twenty-one for twenty-eight, two hundred thirty-two, twenty-three yards, and three touchdowns. Uh Chicago looks horrible, man. I saw a TikTok. Um, it's Connor Burns on TikTok. That's where I saw it. He was like, "We're so back, baby." No, he didn't. He's in the caption. I said, "We might be so back," and then I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you might be." And then I was like, "You're also playing the Broncos." <laughs> so, like, let's. Do you think Justin Fields would have balled out that much if it wasn't against the Broncos? No. I, I think I think really this game was just showing how bad the Broncos really are as yeah. a defense, at least. I think the Bears have to move on from Justin Fields after this season. Kind of like how the Pats are going to move on after Mac Jones. Um, oh. But yeah, oh. the Bears they did not look good. Khalil Herbert did great though. Eighteen carries, hundred three yards. I should have started him this week and I didn't. Uh, DJ Moore actually. Did DJ more things? He hasn't done that in a very long time. Um, did you do that face because they showed Taylor Swift again? Yep. Chiefs are uh, up ten nothing, uh, and yeah, the first yeah. thing I see is a Chiefs player dancing, and then they show Taylor Swift. Yeah, I love it, dude. I love it. Anyways, we'll talk about it in the episode uh, tomorrow. The we'll episode that. is that what we're gonna call it for right now? The episode. For now, for now, for now. I have to get everything ready for that tomorrow. It's going to be exciting, dude. But anyways, I, I want to ask your opinion on something, right? Right now, Russell Wilson is having a good season. Yeah. A really good season. Do you think he'll win comeback player of the year? Now, think about it. Before you, before you say no immediately, from having a year like last year to this year, granted, they are one in three. But if you take their one and three record out, because the majority of that one and three is their defense, do you think he will win? He could be on the, not win it, but let's say he could be one of the mentions for comeback player of the year. Right now, no, because in my opinion, Russell Wilson has gone from atrocious to okay slash good. I would say I think Russell Wilson would have to become like a top fifteen quarterback again if he were to be considered comeback player of the year. And I Do think you this... think he'll ever become number 15 again? Top 15? Yeah, I do. If I think what hurts, too, is just the Broncos' defense is just utterly horrendous, and it just makes the situation harder for Russell Wilson in general. Uh, they're always playing from behind. 
But, I mean, then again, you look back at the Raiders game. That game was a close one, and Russell Wilson was not that great. Um, he hasn't, like like I said, he's just been okay. Like, he's not been bad. I mean, even this game, he's not bad. But he's got to show consistent. If he could be this consistent, maybe, the whole rest of the season. Let's say, like, Saquon doesn't do anything special or somebody like that. But I wouldn't say he's comeback player of the year, at least right now. Yeah, no. Uh, it depends, but he needs to get better. But if he keeps playing way better, he could. He honestly mm-hmm. could, him or Baker. And Tampa won today, right? Tampa won. I do like Baker, though, but we'll get into Baker on yeah, Wednesday. Well, we have a lot more to talk about on Wednesday with all these games. Um, But, yeah, my final thoughts with this Bears-Broncos uh, game. Broncos didn't really play good until the end of the game when it mattered most, and that's when it matters. The Bears, they folded hardcore, man. They really did. They might honestly get the number one draft pick, and honestly, if I were them, I'd get Caleb Williams. If he registers. Well, do you want to know what's interesting right now with that situation? So the Bears right now would have the number one overall pick, I believe. And them or the Panthers. What'd you say? Them or the Panthers. Yeah. So right now, the Bears have the number one and number two overall picks in the draft right now. So if they really wanted to, let's say they do move on from Justin Fields, which I guess I would agree with, but they got to move on from a lot of things so that their next quarterback can develop properly. Um, You could easily get Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. if you wanted to. Wanted to. I mean, just get a quarterback-wide receiver duo with your number one and number two overall pick. Did Carolina give them a first year for next year? Yeah, because uh, Chicago had the number one overall overall pick this past draft and they traded it with Carolina for a first round and uh DJ Moore and all that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they currently have the number one and number two overall pick, but Oh yeah, that is true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So Bears, if they wanna tank it all, they could. But my final thoughts, starting with the Broncos, this team is still not good. Their defense is still horrendously bad. They'll be carried by their offense. They're essentially just the complete opposite of what they were last season, and that's kind of hard to believe. So you would think if they could have the really good defense from last season and the decent enough offense right now, they could be a competent team. But that's not the case. So the Broncos are honestly, they're going to keep struggling after this week. But the Bears, you're going to obviously ride it out with Justin Fields for the rest of the season. And at this point, all you want to see with Fields is... Can he at least be the guy for year four of his season? Can he at least be startable? Almost like a Daniel Jones situation. Can you keep him for that year four? Give him an extra year to prove himself. He's got to prove that. He's got to prove that they're not going to use the number one overall pick on a guy like Caleb Williams. They Justin Fields has to prove to the Bears that he can at least be their guy for now. Not maybe just not even their franchise guy, but at least a guy for next year. And they could put those two picks in the something more valuable, maybe an O-lineman or wide receiver or defense. You know know what they should also do? We never considered this, right? What if the Jets go and get Caleb Williams? Well, 
Because yeah. let's be honest, Rogers isn't a ten year solution. Rogers is a now solution. Yeah. You could get Kayla Williams and put Kayla Williams. It's either gonna be in my opinion, it's gonna be the Jets, the Bears, the Cardinals, or the could say Broncos, but I don't think they'd get Caleb. No, Williams. not Broncos. I was thinking of one more: Jets, Bears, Cardinals. Frick, uh, who's the other team? It's actually it's tough to say right now because a lot of the bad teams aren't as bad right Rams. now. Aside from the, the Bears, I would say yeah, Jets, the Rams. Bears, Cardinals yeah. are the top three options yeah. right now. And I do like the it's Jets. Most more. likely going to be the Cardinals, though. Eh, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, I'd, I'd say Bears, honestly. Just the Cardinals, the Cardinals have proven that they can compete. I will say that they can compete a bit. And yeah, the Bears, though, I think are the worst team in the league. If we had to do a ranking right now, would you put the Bears as the worst team? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Carolina's I do, been keeping I, games close. That's true. That's true. Bears I think Carolina. In Arizona, I mean Arizona beat the Cowboys, so they're not the worst team. But yeah, I do think the Bears are the worst. Depending on how this season goes, we'll see if Fields is replaced. He's got to play his butt off, in my opinion. I mean, he's going to be the starter for the whole season, ideally, because you just want to see what you got out of him. But I think you got to kind of blow it up in a way if this doesn't work. Just restart again and hope with Caleb Williams. It could be better if that's the route they go. Huh. In a perfect world for the Bears, in a perfect world, Fields improves the second half of the season, and you could use the picks for other positions. That would be the ideal world. But we don't know. We don't know what that ideal world will be. You will have oh. to. You'll have to yeah. keep listening to us and keep watching the games. But final thoughts, you Carl. Know, you know what we do know. What is that? We got a banger of an episode coming out tomorrow. So, this is your reminder. Uh, on Instagram, if you came from Instagram, final chance to ask us any questions you have for tomorrow's episode and any topics you would like us to discuss as John and I will be doing that to figure out what we will be discussing about, which we already know some things. Um, yeah. Some questions. Uh, we'll talk about a bunch of things. doesn't even have to be about sports. It can be about Sean's favorite Taylor Swift song. <laughs> Or it could be about a uh, great answer from that because it ain't gonna be anything. <laughs> John, John likes shake it off. Uh, how I am um, as an electrician. Uh, any electrical questions? No, but in all seriousness, we got a banger of an episode coming out tomorrow. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Make sure you go follow us on X, uh, Instagram, Twitter at Twitter slash X, same thing, TikTok, Facebook. Make sure you go see the schedule as well because this week's gonna be a little bit different because. John is coming home for fall break. Hey, me and John will be reuniting since. Oh, wow. It's been a while. I didn't even see you over Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I haven't seen you for a while. So what he means by that is our schedule is going to be slightly different. There's not going to be any extra episodes. And so on Tuesday, our new episode will drop. Like Carlin said, there's going to be a lot of fun topics and all that. It'll be one hour long, ideally. But that'll drop Tuesday. Wednesday, as always, it will be the weekly recap for the NFL that will drop as normal. But the change will be on Thursday, instead of fantasy football, 
college football will drop that day, and we will not do a fantasy football episode this week, but I will post the fantasy football stuff that I would talk about on Instagram or X, but stay tuned for those episodes, because honestly, the college football episodes have kind of been my favorite to record. I'm not going to lie. You and I like to have some fun with this college football. We love having a lot of banner. Yeah, we those those are the fun ones. It's also opinion. I would love to do it this way too. If anyone is listening, you know how college game day always brings on a guest for picks. Yeah. That's kind of what I want to turn that into. Like always have not always have a guest every single week, whether it be Lance, one of John's friends, one of my friends, one of you listeners out there, another TikToker, another YouTuber. <laughs> you know, we could get. I don't know, Pat McAfee. That would never happen. <laughs> but you get my point. I always have someone because having Lance in last week's episode was amazing because John and I were just completely unhinged more than we've ever been. We and were. Lance is sitting there like, what the heck did I just sign up to be a part of? Lance was having all of the incredible answers and breaking down teams. And then it's Carlin and I yelling about me hating Tennessee and Carlin singing Rocky Top. Yeah, time. Horns up, horns down, horns and to the left, all horns to the right. I mean, it's but fun yeah, though. We love recording it's honest, it. Yeah. And then uh, but, next week, it will go back to the normal schedule with it being on a Friday. But just because of this week. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of other things that we'll be keeping up to date. But uh, yeah, Bears, Broncos, Steelers, and uh, Texans will not be part of Wednesday's episode. Every other game will be included, including the London game, including the Sunday night game, huh. and the Buffalo Bills game. You know, all those games, they're all going to be included next week. So make sure you stay tuned for that because we got a lot to talk. And make sure, like I said, you stay tuned for tomorrow's episode and special announcements because it's exciting. But anything else, John? Uh, you pretty much nailed it all, so I'll wrap up this episode. Like Carlin said, make sure to follow us on all of our social medias. You can find all of the social media links and all of our podcast platforms in the link in bio. If you're an Apple podcast or Overcast, go to the podcast website and click the link in bio there. But other than that, we got a fun week ahead, so I am very excited, and Carlin and I are going to watch the rest of this Chiefs and Jets game, which is probably just going to be half Taylor Swift anyway. So we will get to that. So We love you, Taylor. We truly do love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do. Anyway, I do. Anyways, okay. take us out of here. Okay. With Carlin Jacob, I'm John Dodaro. Have a great day, everyone, and see you next time on Inside the Dome.